Today on the Dapper Dividends Podcast, is this the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades? We'll talk about it next. Hello. Hi. So happy you're with me once again on this fantastic dividend investing voyage journey. How are you, you beautiful dividend investing listener, you? Thank you for coming on back to the Dapper Dividends Podcast, y'all. So happy to have you. Yeah, we go through different kinds of voices and shenanigans and shillelaghs and whatnot. Boy, I'll tell you what, we got a whopper of a show for you today. You know, there's a saying out there in the world that says you can be bad, but don't be boring. Because if you're not being boring, you're doing something right, I think. And I do want to thank Mr. Facade. Well, it could be Miss. I don't know. Facade Breaker left a review Remember the last time we talked, so I had an interview with Michael Cowley. Shout out, Michael. Gunny, Marine, retiree. Retired Marine, I think they say. Thank you for that, uh, for your time sharing your thoughts. But I did say I was going to read a review. So Facade Breakers said, he is always coming in my ear holes. That's what he said. Every week for 30 minutes or so. The ear hole fun always leaves me wanting more. So if you're a nut job lunatic out there and you want to leave a review on the podcast, maybe we'll read it next. Hey, I think there's only one, two, three, there's like only five reviews, so I don't have a lot to work with here. But do leave a review if if you're on Apple Podcasts, especially that's the only one I'm using nowadays. But hey, I'm excited to have this time with all y'all here coming from the Dapper Dividends Worldwide Headquarters in Chicago, Illinois. How are you doing, everybody? <laughs> My name is Russ, and I will be Russ for the right here remainder of this podcast episode. So since the last time we talked, a little bit of, uh, you know, I won't say sad because it's part of life. I just did a YouTube video on this, but we had a family funeral this past weekend Uh, My wife's uncle passed away at the young, young age of 69, so that's unfortunate, but as we were there going through the whole wake and then the funeral, I was noticing the undertakers and them doing what they do, and it really gave me an idea of thinking about this business, the business of dealing with death, and it's not pleasant, but it is inescapable, and it's something we're all going to have to deal with now. Different cultures handle things differently, but as far as us here in America, we don't like to talk about it at all. As soon as somebody talks about dying, you kind of think like, what? Me? I'm going to die in like, what, a couple hundred years? I got plenty of time. But as we say, you know, you don't know your death date, but you always know your birth date. So, man, you got to enjoy time while it's here and do those things you love. Do the things that make you happy and just be kind to people without any expectation of reward. And I think that if you live or try to live a happy life, then you will have lived a good life for yourself. (laughs) Well, pending that you don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. And yeah, I always say with the caveat, some people are into pain. Hey, S&M, you know what? If you're a consenting adult and you're of sound mind, okay, that's questionable. Uh, but you like pain and you pay people to cause you pain, it's okay. Then, hey, you know, as long as it's uh, uh, in the agreement. But yeah, it was just, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I hate to say it. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do when I pass on. I shared this at the end of the video, but 
you know, I'm, I'm leaning more toward creation now. Well, because it'll save money. It's cheaper. It's really going out with fire, right? We're all about f- the fire community. And of course, dude, I say that about everything. I'm questioning everything. Because financially independent, retired early, uh, financially independent, I would like that one day, but retired early, yeah, I don't think so because I always want to be doing something. I'm always going to be working. Uh, I just read that Michael Caine, famous actor, Michael Caine, Austin Powers' father's father on Austin Powers. Remember, Austin Powers, allow me to introduce myself, Austin Powers. So Michael Caine retired and he said that the only jobs that he'd be able to get right now are playing 90-year-old men. But it's kind of funny when you think about that because, hey, look at he's still acting. How many years has he been acting? You cannot be a 90-year-old running back in the NFL. You probably can't, you know, climb scaffolding when you're 90 and do stuff like that physical. So I'm trying to find those things I can do that I'm going to be able to write retire not from, but what I can retire to, which I think is one of the keys to retirement. And I see a lot of people that retire from something without anything to do other than saying like, hey, I'm going to go fishing. (laughs) Somebody in the Bronx, right? Hey, yo, hey, you gamook, I'm going to go fishing every day. And then they get sick of the fishing. They don't want to fish anymore. And say, I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes if I have to fish anymore. So we don't want to retire from something, but to something, that's what we do around here. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk. (laughs) Hello again. We're going to talk about a little bit PepsiCo here. And then uh, Jamie Dimon uh, had a quote that I, I want to touch on and give you my thoughts on some of the things going on in the world and in the markets and whatnot. But PepsiCo, what about PepsiCo? Well... I just did a video on PepsiCo and I was all in a tizzy, in a, not a kerfluffle, but I was all discombobulated about their free cash flow payout ratio situation. What situation is that, Uncle Russ? Well, I'm so glad you asked, little Billy. They had a free cash flow payout ratio and if you don't know, there's a few things that can be happening from the free cash flow. (laughs) They can pay a dividend. The company can buy back shares, they can reinvest into the business, or they can pick, carry it as cash on the balance sheet. I should have root, root, he should have root this down. Isn't that wonderful English, everybody? I should have rooted this down, everybody. But I didn't root it down, nor did I write it down. But it is taken root in my mind. But as things are, after the last earnings report, the looking at Simply Safe Dividends, the last 12-month free cash flow payout ratio is 96%. In 2022, it was 111%. And they expect next 12 months to be 78%. So coming down to a much more breathable level because when a free cash flow payout ratio is over 100%, it means that they are probably going to have to issue shares or borrow more money just to pay the dividend, which is no bueno. So that's no money left over to reinvest into the bit. Anyway, okay, so things are looking better there. Um, Yeah, real quick, PepsiCo, you know, that's one of my main holdings. They had decent quarter three earnings. Their non-GAAP earnings per share of $2.25 beat 
by 10%. That was the uh, analyst estimate. Revenue was in line to $23.45 billion for the quarter. Nice job. Uh, revenue was up 7% year over year. The organic revenue, which means all the revenue from things that they did not just add or bolt on, was up 8.8% year over year. One of the interesting things, they were talking about like smaller packs, the introduction of bite-sized versions of Doritos, Cheetos, Sun Chips brand. Dude, look at PepsiCo Go. They've got all, they got Doritos, Cheetos, Fritos, all the Eatos. I'm trying to think what other Eatos I'm missing. Maybe that's it. They only have three Eatos? No. They got to have more than another. There's got to be one more Eato in there. Tostito. That's it. Doritos, Tostitos, Cheetos, and Fritos. <laughs> they got all the Eatos. PepsiCo. That's not their... I don't even know whose jingle jangle that is. But uh, anyway, uh, more sales they had in India. So overseas things. That, dude, international. They are international. And there was a little bit of a hubbub recently about the whole Ozempic, the Novo Nordisk, the GLP-1 drug. And what is GLP-1? Well, you're a complete moron if you don't know what GLP-1 drugs are. My God. <laughs> don't worry. I, I just literally Googled this before we came on, before we went to air. So GLP-1 is a glucagon, G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N. We're going to say it with my non-Chicago accent of glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1, which pretty much is like a helpful hormone in your body that makes sure your sugar levels stay just right, especially after you eat them sweet treats, buddy. Uh, Ramon LaGuarta, who is the CEO of a PepsiCo, Ramon LaGuarta, the CEO of a PepsiCo, I don't think he's Italian. I think he's a Spaniard, Mr. LaGuarta said. Uh, he said, well, he was asked about the whole Ozempic thing and people thinking that, oh no, this is going to crush PepsiCo. People are taking drugs to make them not hungry and lose weight. Well, they're probably still going to, some habits are hard to break. Some people are just going to be disgusting human beings and eat more than they should. Don't eat more than you should. But if you do, just know that that's a choice that you're making. It's like I tell my kids, man. Say, just be careful what you're putting in your mouth, right? I was always taught a lifetime on the lips. No. Good bless it. God bless it, the good blessing. A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. I say in jest because I'm 6'4", 183 pounds or so. Either way, Ramon LaGuardia, when asked about the drugs, he said, so far the impact is negligible in our business. We're seeing lifestyle and the people snacking to eat. Some meals becoming more mini meals. (laughs) Mini me. So I hear that just mini me. Some meals becoming more mini meals and much more unstructured during the day, being a big driver of our categories, both beverages and snacks. So we're seeing a lot of tailwinds that will continue to drive our categories. Of course, we're observing the growth of these new drugs and its potential impact. And... That's fine. Sorry, just mini I miss Mini-Me. Vern Troyer. Shout out to the late, great Vern Troyer who played Mini-Me. What a, what a f- pleasure to watch back in the 90s. But yeah, it's interesting. Are you one of those people? Let us know in the comments below. I don't know if there's comments below, but are you one of those people that has a snack instead of a meal sometimes during the day? A mini-meal. <laughs> 
they gotta put that out there. Mini Meals brought to you by PepsiCo. It's a mini can of Coke, mini can of Chips Ahoy, and a mini can of Doritos. Probably not the best meal to be eating, but it's okay. It wasn't Mini Me a clone. I think he was a clone of Dr. Evil, right? Dude, there's a saying out there. I think uh, Manish Pabrai had said, you know, he's one of the people that cloned Buffett. He's like, I just cloned Warren Buffett. He's very, very humble, uh, Manish Pabrai is. But it kind of reminds me of, you know, you should only clone if you understand what you're cloning. So you can use what Warren's buying or somebody else is buying. What I'm buying, uh, I share the portfolio on the dividend tracker. Link below or just, if it's not there, go to dapperdividends.com. And click on the portfolios. You see them up at the top of the website. But don't clone what I'm doing with, well, you don't need permission. But you, you got to understand what you're buying and what you're cloning and be able to, to be able to clone. Okay, you beautiful dividend investing listener, you. What do you want to listen to next? Well, I'll tell you what you're going to listen to. You, you sit there and shut your mouth. It's time for dividend income before we get to news dividend income this week everybody here's what i got $83.30 from the one and only altria ticker mo mo $46 from leggett and platt who remains on the chopping block to sell i'm nervous about them watching their free cash flow payout ratio but i would like to see them back above $30 a share struggling to hold 25 right now Realty Income gave us $39.94. Main Street Capital gave us $35.24. And Innovative Industrial Properties gave us $81 from IIPR. That is the medical cannabis landlord for a grand tiddly total of $285.48 in dividends this week. And I only bought one thing, and it was a celebratory thing. It was our 100th share of Nexstar Media Group, ticker NXST, at $139. Our cost basis on those 100 shares is $159.40, and that means we are down 11.9%. Now, yes, it's not good to be down that long, but I'm holding it long-term. They have the broadcasting stations that are always going to be in demand. They're working on really ramping up and being one of the main providers of ATSC 3.0, which is like next generation television. That's the one that's going to be interesting. So you will need TVs or receivers capable of receiving these over the air next gen signals, but they're going to be interactive. They can tailor things to you. They, you, you can... I don't, it can tell you, uh, it's almost infinite possibilities, live sports, gambling, all these different things. You can send data because it doesn't just send data to you. You can send data back over the airwaves. So it's really an interesting concept and it may be a little bit ahead of its time, but they want to be the biggest and they will be when it comes time, the biggest uh, provider of ATSC 3.0, kind of being like the They'll be like the the toll bridge. They'll be like the gatekeepers of this new uh, inf- infrastructure, information infrastructure that is being built. So that's what we bought. I'm really big on Nextstar Media. Plus, we got a presidential election coming up next year in 2024 here in the United States. 
So they're going to be getting a boatload of revenue bump out of that. And what do they do with that extra revenue? They reinvest into the business. They pay dividends. They buy back shares like gangbusters. They are down to 37.9 million shares outstanding which is outstanding in and of itself because, check it out, their free cash flow payout ratio is 15%. I mean, that is just one of the things I love and analysts expect it. Oh no, it's going to jump to 19%. Dude, we want to see free cash flow payout ratio of like at least below 65 or 60%. <laughs> They're not even at 20% yet, so ton of room to grow that dividend uh, just really well business run business love their ceo perry sook he founded the business he's still got a lot of skin in the game their debt is a little bit high so uh, i do want to see them start paying back that debt for next our media but that's what i bought so i got a little bit of news for you now from simplysafedividends.com a.o smith Ticker AOS raised their dividend 6.7% and they have now increased that dividend every year since 1993. And if my public Cook County education, education serves me well, 1993 to 2023 would be 30 years. Check that math out. I know. I'm just, it. sometimes it hurts to be so smart. Uh, dividend safety score of 99, but only a 1.82% dividend yield. There's a healthcare REIT that was upgraded, Health Peak Properties, ticker P-E-A-K, because they're pivoting to life science facilities. That is given a dividend upgrade, 6.90% on that dividend for P-E-A-K, Health Peak. H-P-Q, ticker H-P-Q, it's H-P, ticker H-P-Q. Excuse me, blame my last. I am so sorry that I had to put you through that, everybody. Ticker HPQ raised their dividend 5%, which is their seventh straight year of dividend growth, 4.16% dividend yield, dividend safety score of 74. They refreshed their outlook on Omega Healthcare, ticker OHI, 7.88% dividend yield, but a dividend safety score of 40. Unsafe. Danger. <laughs> Watch out for that one. If your name is Will Robinson, danger to you, Will. MS. C, which has a ticker of MSM. That's a little confusing. They are an industrial distributor and they specialize in metalworking. So MSC, that's up my alley, raised their dividend 5.1%, which is their 20th year of dividend increase. No, paying dividends without interruption. You could tell I'd, <laughs> some of this, I'm just kind of going off the cuff here. Dividend safety score of 84, 3.19% dividend yield. Walgreens, they finally named a CEO. They have a CEO and he's in the biz, but what's he going to do with that dividend? It's going to say stay, stay tuned to the same bat channel, but no, keep your popcorn ready, I guess. They downgraded Walgreens dividend safety from 40 to 30. Unsafe, 8.26% uh, dividend yield. I think there's all kinds of, they haven't raised the dividend. They last raised it in July of 22, so... Yeah, lots of issues going on there. But yeah, the little headline said, Walgreens makes solid CEO hire, but dividend remains on thin ice as turnaround drags on. And as Warren Buffett says, the problem with turnarounds is that they rarely turn. Agree Realty, ticker ADC, raised their dividend 1.6%, which is their 11th consecutive year. They're like a mini 
uh, realty income. They raise that dividend every year for 11 years, but they also pay monthly as well. 5.40% yield dividend safety score of 70. Northwest Natural, ticker NWN, raised their dividend 0.5%, which is their 69th, 69 consecutive year of payout raises, 4.98% yield dividend safety score of 61, and then they Simply Safe refreshed their outlook on Bristol Myers to BMY. Dividend safety score of 79, 4.04% dividend yield. So got through that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what did this JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon say? Well, he said he is always a little pessimistic. I, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Uh, he said, this may be the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades. While we hope for the best, we prepare the firm for a broad range of outcomes so we can consistently deliver for clients no matter the environment. And it's easy to get caught up and think he knows something on the inside, but, you know, they're, they're the biggest bank. They're one of the, come on, they're one of the two big to fail banks. Uh, all these little banks go under, they absorb them. So it's almost like, really, dude? Like, you know, it's like uh, whatever the best team in any sport is. Uh, in hockey, it was the Boston Bruins. Dude, it's like it, toward the end of the season, like, well, we're a little worried about our performance and, you know, we're we're not sure what's going to happen. It's like, come on. you We don't know if we'll win the next game. It's like you have a good chance to win the next game. So JP Morgan, you know... <laughs> thinking about everything there's a saying that says the worst loans are made in the best of times and i think that's so apropos we're finding that out with a lot of businesses that had they took out some crazy loans and we're gonna see some of the businesses i think if times get dark and tough they're gonna be punished they're gonna have trouble paying back some of these loans and there's gonna be maybe some short sales going on which is you know in defaults or distressed businesses or properties, whatever, and have you. But also, you know, I saw on Twitter, Ray Dalio had said that there's a, he thinks there's a 50% chance of war now because of what's going on in the Middle East. It's unfortunate, you know, thoughts and prayers to everyone out there. But man, I, I don't know. It's, it just, it really does stink because as somebody who is agnostic was raised religious. I just see so much bloodshed throughout the ages in the name of religion. And if you are religious, you know, I'm not poking at you. Just just my thoughts, my observations is that there's been a lot of war in the name of religion. That's that's a fact. You know, that's not even a, that's a fact. But yeah, I don't know. Is it really a 50% chance of world war? I guess we'll see. Two weeks ago, before the whole Hamas-Israel thing, what was the chance of world war? You know, 35%, 40%, I don't know. There's always a chance, right? But it just goes to show you that nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody, dude, beat this into your head. No, Don't beat it into your head. Nobody knows. I just pictured somebody, uh, you know, sitting in their car, you're at your desk at work, and just start hitting your head like, nobody knows what's going to happen. No one knows. And then people are like, oh, my God, Jim, like somebody somebody calls security. He's, he's lost it. He's flipped the switch. So don't beat yourself in the head saying nobody knows. Nobody doesn't know what is going to happen. Wait, I confused myself. Nobody knows. I think I said nobody doesn't know. Yes. No, wait. 
<laughs> Nobody knows what is going to happen is what we're trying to say. But one of the things you do have to know is the game you're playing. I love this. I've been thinking a lot about finite and infinite games. When we watch football, you know, when you're watching a football game, that's a finite game. There's defined players, rules, positions, time limit, things you can do, things you clearly can't do, and there will be a winner, uh, maybe unless you're playing soccer, right? Those can end in a tie, but there will, we'll just stick with, um, with hockey. In the game of hockey, there are no, because of the shootout, there will be a winner, there will be a loser. But in the game of like life and business and investing, there is no winner. There's only ahead or behind. That's it. And that should be refreshing. There's only trying to be 1% better than you were yesterday. And that's the only thing you can control. You can't even control what people are going to say or do. The only thing you can control is how you respond. And I say that very, very pointedly because if you react, that's emotional. But you want to respond to things which is logical and rational. One would hope so. Don't ever just blindly react to things. If you feel you're reacting, take a breath. Think for a second. Say, okay, what do I want to think here? What do I want to say? If you have, if you can, I mean, unless you're pulling, you know, there's a, a child trapped in a burning car, probably not going to want to take time to, to make sure you're responding correctly. You're going to want to react to that. But for 99% of the other situations in the world, just respond 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 and know what game you're playing so in my mind the game of investing the game of youtube podcasting parenting it's infinite there is no end there is only being ahead or behind and being better than you were yesterday so try to be better than you were yesterday and i think you will find that you are being getting ahead i almost had it <laughs> getting ahead in the infinite game of life but, you know, something interesting, I love Warren Buffett, and I was listening to, because I do, I'm a lunatic, I know, he's fond of saying that one of the best things you can invest in is your own mind, and he always says your biggest financial asset is your own earning power, meaning if you invest in your mind, and my grandpa actually used to say when I was a kid that he was a firm believer that what you put into your mind would come back to your wallet in dollars. And it's kind of the same thing that your mind is your biggest financial asset because your mind and your body uh, is your own earning power. So that is something like Michael Caine. Dude, think of that. Michael Caine was able to act almost to 90. That's just, that's, that is just fantastic. I love to think of that. And I want to leave you with this is, I just talked on an interview with Troy. I called him Troy Destroy. Many of you, I'll guarantee you, 99.99% of you do not know who Troy Destroy is. But if you did, you know, you know. Anyway, so I told him the path to being financially independent and what most of the books and financial books are, at least the, uh, you know, the ones like how to control your finances and your life, Dude, they all boil down to like these three points. Underspend your income, stay out of high interest debt, and invest the rest. And then you repeat that. I mean, it's so simple. Whatever you have to do to spend less than you earn, right? Done. Just stay away from high interest consumer debt, credit card debt. I think 
the average debt now on credit cards, the interest is, I don't know, like 20, 21%. Let me tell you, it's going to be really hard to get ahead in life if you have to pay 21% interest on debt. And I like to try and think I'm on when I get dividends, even if you're getting a 1.8% dividend yield from something, think how much further you will be ahead instead of paying 20, 21% receiving almost 2%. You're going to be way further ahead in the game of life. So get paid interest and stop paying it if you can, except on your mortgage. That That's the one where, you know, another discussion for another day. But so stay out of that high interest consumer debt and then just invest the rest. And most of our stuff is in mutual funds, index funds, whatnot. But, you know, we have a bunch of smaller positions and that's what we share on the channel here like we do at DapperDividends.com. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the game. But even I have that governor to know that, you know, I'm just, I guess at least now I'm still not thinking I'm smart enough to pick all individual stocks. So we still do the, uh, you know, hey, if the average is 10% a year or 8%, whatever, that's still pretty damn good for not even having to think about it. You know, when you look at like the S&P 500, I think it's nutty. It's wild that some people are inv just invest in VOO or SPY or whatever. They don't, there's nothing to research. There's no videos to watch. There's no nothing. All you do is take a percentage of your income and buy VOO or SPY and you're probably way up for the year. So, and then you have all of us running around doing analysis and reading financial statements and, I, but I enjoy it. I truly do enjoy it, but it is something to be said that, that a monkey could be trained to just take, you know, <laughs> could be trained to take two of 10 tokens and put it in the slot mark VOO every week, once a week. I mean, it's, Hey, you know, but, and then the last thing I wanted to, to leave you with is to automate wherever you can automate, 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 because I think automation is the cheat code to building wealth. So do that. Don't even think about it. You know, like w when I think of one of the things we automated is we love traveling. That's one of the things we love to spend on. So we have a whole separate account where every Friday, $150 goes into this account. I forgot about it for a few months and then I was telling my wife, hey, uh, how much we got in that account? I haven't looked in a while. And then you look and it's like, holy crap, like it adds up and I, I completely forget about it. We don't even think about it. So it's kind of nice to have that. So do that, automate, stop spending on all those, you know, gentlemen's clubs and things. You do better. Come on, stay out of there. They're seedy at least go to an upscale one like uh, Jaguars because some people invest in uh, Rick, ticker R-I-C-K, which I can't think of the company's name right now. God help me and God forgive me. But I love you. I thank you for listening. And that's all I have for you. So I hope you will come back. Come back again and next week, everybody. We're going we're gonna to talk a dividend invest in with you. And it's almost Halloween time, my favorite time of year. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Head on over to DapperDividends.com. Please sign up for the free weekly newsletter that I will be working on tomorrow on Sunday, putting out for all y'all. And I hope to see you in the next episode. I love you. Thank you for spending a little bit of your time and uh, letting me come into your ear holes for about 30 minutes or so. So come on back next time, y'all. I will talk to you in the next episode. 
So long, everybody.